Hello and welcome back to This week's Incredulous installment will feature commentary from comrades Scott, Kava, and myself. We start off with a look at the job market, and Scott helps us reckon with the inescapably finite timeline for all terrestrial life. I share some Boston highlights from the past week and what I learned about the firm contracted to save Mass and Cass. Hava rounds us out with the legend of the seven-pound piss jug and foregrounds a furball who just might be attuned to the souls who languish and wail in anguish. I don't believe in that shit, but you're intrigued now. Admit it. Please do us a favor. Share this content. Do yourself a favor. Enjoy your US is well behind China when it comes to renewable energy production and installation. It's well behind China when it comes to electric transport. It's well behind China when it comes to reforestation and afforestation. The US talks a good game when it comes to preventing climate breakdown, but actually what it cares about more is the new Cold War. Hello, everybody. It's only me and Jesse tonight because everybody either has a migraine or has gotten their booster and they feel like shit or they have a meeting. So Jesse and I are going to bring you uh, hopefully, in a, uh, you know, him and I, the, the dated two <laughs> bitching about things that suck. Uh, yeah. So like in news, Joe wanted to, left us was gracious enough to leave us some stories to talk about. Uh, even under optimal conditions, I try to stay try to stay upbeat about these things. Anyways, uh, yeah, so people are just, they've been quitting. <laughs> the motherfuckers are saying no more, Mr. Voss, Mr. Manager. I'm out of here. I didn't even read the article. No, I did read some of the article, dude. I was about okay. to cite some of the article. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, in August, it was like a 4.8% decrease in the job, the job, the, 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 the employment workforce of America, 4.8% of people quit. And then in September, it was 43 didn't have the numbers for October, or I didn't read it deep enough. Wait a second. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's not what it says. Is that not what it said? What did it no. say? It says that four point four million people quit oh, their jobs in September, right. or about three yeah. percent of the nation's workforce. Suggest you read it closer than I did. That's cool. Yeah, hey, you know what, man? It's all right. You It's all right. You know what? I'm I'm having a frazzled week already. Yesterday was insane for me. You know what? We, we get through. We get through. We I fucked up. The Labor Department said Friday that 4.4 million people quit their jobs in September, or about 3% of the nation's workforce. That's up from 4.3 million in August, and far above the pre-pandemic level of 3.6 million. There were 10.4 million job openings, down from 10.6 million in August, which was which revised, was revised What does that mean, even? I think that means that they didn't have the full numbers at the time. They were just going off like a preliminary figure the first time. But what you're going to see is you're going to see like some businesses increase their pay to try to get some people because that's really what it is, is the pandemic showed people that we've talked about it before. A lot of people have unemployment insurance helped a lot of people get out of poverty. And they're now seeing that, like, why would you then return to a job that's not going to compensate you the way that the government would? And so you can't really blame people for, for seeking out better employment and better wages. But at the same time, the reality of this is there's a lot of people who realistically can't quit their jobs in this country. And so I assume a lot of these people who are have the ability to do this 
are a little bit well off to begin with. I'm talking about like PMC people quitting their jobs. So it's not necessarily a great thing, but uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I I just like how the article says that, quote, the figures point to a historic level of turmoil in the job market. See, that's good. And then the next sentence is, Incomes are rising, Americans are spending more, and the economy is growing. How? I just feel like that puts in pretty stark language the contrast between what is good for employers and what is good for the rest of us. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, Government bailouts. Did you see that fucking Elon Musk tweet, by the way? Which? The one where he, where Bernie Sanders tweeted, like, billionaires should pay their fair share of taxes. Billionaires. Million billionaires. The top one percent of the one percent should pay the five percent. <laughs> no, but Elon Musk responded to that by saying, "I I totally forgot that you were alive." And see, here's the thing: I've kind of figured it out that Elon Musk is like an, is a narcissistic masochist, and he likes it. He likes that he's a rich man, but he likes that that we make fun of him and try to own him online and he laps it up. He loves it. He's a piss pig for these things. He just wants all that piss and shit to go down his throat. <laughs> so just like, don't give it to him. That's what I realized is just like, don't give him it. You know, the next yeah. time Elon Musk says something like that, we should all just be like, all right, dude. And just say nothing. Fuck off, Elon Musk. I don't want to put it in these terms because I feel like it's somehow reductionist psychology, but like it's reminds me of, the family dynamics where like the child in the family who doesn't get enough attention only learns to behave badly because any attention is better than no attention yes yes i forget what that's called though there's a i mean um, but at the I same t- time I, fucking, I went to school for this shit so let me look. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time like we see that pattern of behavior in a lot of like the elite and billionaire class anyways I am reminded of the story of the Koch brothers who were raised by a, a former Nazi nanny who told them, like, what time to shit during the day. So, you know, God knows what psychosis, like, spring forth from such from such conditions. Um, did you know that about the Koch brothers? I, I've talked about this on the show before. Forced yeah. to shit. Forced to shit. I know about it because we did, like, a segment about it. Forced to shit. We're all loose tonight, baby. Lastly, 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 blibbly. Watered down hopes experts warn more for climate pack. Basically, yeah, we're 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 likely to not hit what we said last week. We're not gonna hit it. We're not gonna hit one point five. We're likely to like even go above, you know, two degrees. We're fucked. Some uh think there's some sort of a silver lining and some sort of a hope, but I don't know. The thing about it is like it's kinda like the world was always gonna end. And so like you gotta like approach it that way. It was. What do you want me to say? Like, unfortunately, like, in this place and time, like, we're the generation that's going to have to deal with this. And the world was always going to end, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try to fight to stem stem the tide and, and preserve some sort of, like, you know, idea of the planet and idea of the species. But, like, things were always going to get bad. You know, the, the sun was always, is always going to expand and, like, it's always going to engulf the Earth in five billion years. And the Goldilocks zone is going to move. The water levels are going to rise. And things were just always going to go. Things weren't going to last forever, is what I'll say. <laughs> and I'm sorry for that, folks. I'm going to go over now the what's been happening in Bean Town. Bean Town. In the town of beans. Okay, so first story, Wednesday, November 10th, 
more Easter eggs showed up in Roslindale on the uh, the yards of unsuspecting civilians. After the election? Yes, after the election. <laughs> this time containing a parodic poster. Today I learned that is the adjective for parody. Mm. A parodic poster for an R-rated film entitled The Adventures of Victimhood. Oh. Featuring communist guy with septum now ring. I see. <laughs> which is pretty based. I'm that guy. And a girl with hashtag resist beanie. The former declares, quote, we mask our aggression and thirst for power in claims for social justice, unquote. While the latter proclaims, quote, when I feel like an insecure loser, I just shout BLM, unquote. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Which is a totally normal and cool thing to do. Um, Yeah, doing it all the time with my friends. Yeah. When we're down, we just start shouting BLM, start hitting mm-hmm. each other, you know, you know. Say so like, hey, you, you consumed your soy this this day? Did you have your soy? Oh, yeah. dude. See, uh-huh. it, it knows well, how, me where, so where well. Where are your estrogen I mean, levels today? I see you and I raise you uh, one tofu. Okay. Oh, well, like, yeah, I mean, give me all the beans. All the beans. We are in Bean Town. I'm watching the fucking new Spider-Man trailer goddamn muted right now. What the fuck? This is just weird images to my eyes. Anyways. Is this Hava? This is Hava. Is this Hava? What do you do? Hello. We have had quite a weird... Yeah, uh, this has been very difficult with a third wheel. We need need some more juice here. (laughs) All right. Let's get the juice out and get all over the place. People be quitting the workforce. We're still fucked on climate. And now we're talking about uh, fake movies about uh, soy boys, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? (laughs) Having very very limited context. How do you feel? You want my take on movies about soy boys? Yeah. Yeah. I I think the populace needs to become educated about what a soy boy is. The benefits of soy and boy. How it could impact their... Diet and life. Yeah. Thank you. That's very <laughs> insightful. <laughs> so. Anytime. All right. So moving on to the next story. Thursday, November 11th, a 311 complaint was filed because somebody spray painted the side of the Supreme House of Pizza in Southie with the phrase, it ain't easy being cheesy. <laughs> Why? That's art. Uh, I don't know. The hell? I just thought that was funny. That's pretty tight. Tight, tight, tight. Yeah. You guys actually might know more about this next story. Sunday, November 13th, 20 members of the National Socialist Club, Mm. a.k.a. the Anti-Communist Action, Mm. um, showed up in JP and were confronted by comrades from the Lucy Parsons Center across the street. Mm. I don't think anything happened. I think they just showed up. They just, like, were obnoxious. They got some photos in being Nazis, and then they left. Which seems like a sounds pretty uneventful. Uh, uh, I feel like if you're losers. gonna if you're gonna do like white supremacy, that's actually do it. <laughs> like don't, but just you know, stand around. You know, you have like, a thing. You came here to do something. You're just gonna be like, oh, let's take pictures. Oh. Yeah, like you just you came here to chew bubble gum and do white supremacy, and you're and you're not even doing that. You're just being a normie asshole. You're, you're not even chewing bubble gum. 
The Lucy Parsons Center is cool. And that's unfortunate yeah, that they, if they were harassed. That is unfortunate. But it, if, I mean, did you do a, good, a little quick Google search? I mean, it doesn't sound yeah. like if they, like, I feel like if we would have, Jesus Christ, I feel like we would have heard something that something like bad had happened. I feel like Evan would have heard and he would have told us yeah. on his show. It's just like the least successful racism in the history of, of the town. I mean, yeah, love to see it. Love to see a racism fail. Yeah, basically nothing happened. They were confronted and then they left. Oh. Yeah. Well, fuck those guys, though. The people from the Parsons Center came out and just kind of told them to fuck off, and they did. That was basically it. Bunch of... Bunch of pussies, you know? Bunch of... Have the courage... I figured I... Have the courage of your fucking white supremacist convictions, you losers. Yeah, follow follow (laughs) your leader. You can't really say... I guess you can, but they probably don't even know what you're talking about. It works better if there's like a like a black and white meme of Hitler killing himself. Yeah, follow your leader. Yeah, no, I've seen that before. It's good. Just imagine that, listeners. <laughs> Just imagine Hitler killing himself. <laughs> In your mind. Just then? imagine Hitler killing himself because he knew that the communists were coming for him. Yes. Because he knew he had lost to the communists. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny, folks. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Soviets did take Berlin. Yeah, history. that's true. You know? They did. It's true. This story, you can't fuck around with history. Well, I mean, and they so, liberated a lot of the... Uh, concentration camps? Yeah. They did. The majority of the concentration camps that were found by the Americans were found after the Soviets, and several of the Americans did nothing about them. So, anyways, uh, yeah. Are we going to talk about Michelle, or do you have anything no, else? No, I have more news, you okay, fucking we'll, asshole. We'll get there. Into, okay. Ooh. Jeez. I love Jesse, but we have a contentious relationship. It's fine. Very, very spicy. Very <laughs> spicy boys. We're my spicy boys. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so getting more, getting more current, even though these are all from the past week, but literally just like two days after the uh, Nazis showed up and then went away. Um, So as of yesterday, November 15th, the Green Line B Branch Consolidation Project officially wrapped up ahead of schedule, no less, Hmm. which means that I can finally take an actual train to and from my apartment. And this news... What were you taking before? The shuttle. The bus pretending to be Shit's like instant motion sickness. Yeah, that's yeah. what I want. I, I wanted I wanted to be close to the, the train line so that I could uh, get on a bus, pretend to be a sardine, and then get stuck in the shitty traffic that uh, everybody else deals with, and then have to transfer. Right. That's my favorite thing to do. That's why I moved here. That's what I said when I was little. I said, um, "Mom, <laughs> when I grow up, I want to be a sardine and vomit." <laughs> and she said, "You know what?" You know how to do that? <laughs> you can you can do anything you yeah. set your said, mind to. Son. She said, "Believe in yourself." <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> also good. Street level stops are now wheelchair accessible, and that was important that they yeah, actually did yeah. that. I've Thanks. seen those redesigns; they look nice. They do look good, and it eliminated like I don't know, maybe thirty seconds from the route, which oh, it's whatever, but it's good. I'm allowed to be happy about that. So I'm going to yeah. be happy about yeah, that. Yeah, I was actually going to say, <laughs> we're allowed to be happy about good things. Good good changes. Next story, and this is today. A few that, stories uh, from today. Today, uh, November 16th, Michelle Wu was sworn in as the new mayor of Boston this afternoon. Wu. Yes. Um, Adam G. of Universal Hub 
posted a full transcript of the inaugural speech. Oh. I have the link for that. Drop that shit. I want to read that. I'll drop it. And her first words in the speech were, Good afternoon, Wu Train family. Mm. Aww. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> I think her Twitter is Wu Train. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of long. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of words, man. That's cool, though. Uh. I mean, it was a speech, so it did. It entailed talking. With words. It entailed uh, her talking and nobody else talking, so. That's rad. Yeah, we did it, folk. Folk. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. <laughs> we, we made it. We made it. it. Made history. The first time I set foot in Boston City Hall, I felt invisible, swallowed up by the maze of echoing concrete hallways, intimidated by the checkpoints and looming counters, reminded that my immigrant family tried to stay away from places like this. But our family's struggles brought me to an internship with Mayor Benito and his chief of staff, Ms. Wise, in an unexpected full circle journey over the last decade. Today, I know City Hall's passageways and stairways like my own home. Yeah, whatever. Fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I do well, want to point out. It nice, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's good things, yeah. It's a historic day. I do want to point out, as I said in the, the Discord, that Boston is a town where you can, like, elect Michelle Wu mayor, and then also you turn on the radio and you hear kind of a weird and racist David Bowie Yeah, yeah you can still be a racist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Congratulations, Michelle. Yes. Congratulations. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Also today, uh, this is my first Thank you. Uh-huh. In Somerville, failed mayoral candidate and ardent Trumpista Billy Toro, I believe Ooh. is how you say I don't know. William yeah. Taro is getting the vote recount he demanded after losing the mayoral race with less than 15% of the vote in the prelims and then losing even more spectacularly as a write-in candidate on November 2nd. Wait, why are they giving him why are they giving him a recount then? That doesn't make what? Because he wanted yeah. it. Because he won <laughs> Because it was gonna like humor him and be like, yeah, you still lost, buddy. He probably has Joe Curtitoni's cell phone number and he probably fucking texts him every five minutes. Be like, where's Who is my Joe recount? Curtitone? Joe Curtitoni was I think he was the mayor of Somerville up until just this election, but I could be wrong. No, he was, right? I just lived in Somerville. I feel like I should know Joe Casseroli. Yeah. He used to send out Christmas cards every year to everyone in Somerville, and they would always have a picture of him, his wife, and his four children who look exactly the same. They're all boys. Their names are Cosmo, Joseph, James, and Patrick. Cosmo Jr. And they... And they all would be wearing fleeces and looking very picturesque. So maybe he is still... Sounds like a boring fucking guy. He's still the mayor of Somerville. He was one of those guys who was like, oh, I'm very progressive, but he's actually a windbag. Yeah, but he probably likes Moonstruck, so he's probably like... Oh, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. (laughs) So he's got excellent taste. (laughs) In his blood. Cosmos Moon. So yes, uh, Billy Toro will get his recount, and the new tally will occur on Thursday at 9.30 a.m., at Somerville City Hall. And Billy Toro will still have lost. Yep. Yeah. This has not been going well for, like, stop-the-count type politicians. Nope. They're just getting owned even more intensely. Every every recount has resulted in a more obvious loss. Yeah. Thank God AEG Well, you love to see it. Get a love to see it. Demand a recount. That was gracious of her. So, I have two 
more in-depth stories. One from today, one from yesterday. I'll do the one from today first. The Zoning Board of Appeal today rejected a proposal for a 31-unit apartment building, which would have brought affordable housing to Roslindale Square. How much? much Somewhere between 42% and 100% of the units would have been rented below market rate. So What the fuck? Yeah. Who is behind this project? Not the obviously fuck the zoning board for Arcs Urban is the name of the developer. Okay. Board members claimed that the lack of allocated parking spots would infringe upon the minority owned businesses on site, though the area is served by both train and bus, and the plans from developer Arcs Urban included bike storage and subsidies for Charlie cards. Um, the zoning board did vote four to three on a motion by board member Barraza to greenlight the project on the condition that ARCs work with the BPDA. Hmm. I'm going to have to throw some reverb on that and post. <laughs> and the transportation department to somehow create basement parking. Uh, but zoning proposals require five votes under state law. So even four to three vote. Hey. Boston, you're going to have to propose Failed. projects that don't have any parking. I'm sorry. Like, is this going to yeah. happen? I get it. I get it. Like, everybody wants to have a fucking car. There's rules that you need to have a certain number of parking spaces. But, like, the reality is, yeah, no, we can't do that anymore. We don't have enough space. And, you know, if we actually have any real desire to fight climate change, we're going to have to stop using cars. So, Well, Scott, you might have just gotten your wish because part two of this story is that also today, the same zoning board approved construction of a triple-decker condo in Roxbury with just one parking space. How much is, is that? Is that luxury condo? It's a condo. Who the so, fuck yes. has... Just one condo. I've seen modest condos before, sir. Okay. Well, if you ever see like a quote-unquote affordable condo unit... I mean, they're not in this city, but I've seen them, yeah. You have to go way outside Boston to find them, but there are some modest condos out there in the world. Learn something new every day. Yeah. What was the story from yesterday? So here's the kicker. Here's what I consider to be the spiciest, and this is because I did some research today. I spent my afternoon productively. So this story is from yesterday, but, I mean, it's going to be like an ongoing development. My cats are, again, have decided to duke it out. And smash into my chair while I'm mm. recording. That's what they're doing. Oh, Fight. here they come again. Oh! oh <laughs> right. So the state announced that a temporary cottage community will be set up in Franklin Park next month to shelter and medically treat up to 30 unhoused people at a time. And this is part of like the mass cast yeah. solution rollout. Huh. The company contracted to set up temporary living quarters, whose website boasts an attitude of compassion and opportunity for the unhoused, goes by the name Pallet Shelters. Of course, I had to do some digging, and of course, I got what I was looking for. So Pallet CEO Amy King co-authored an opinion piece for the Seattle-based Puget Sound Business Journal entitled, Uh Charter Amendment 29 is the Plan Our City Needs in which she details why the state budget should be reallocated for emergency housing. And I have the link for that, too. Um, Okay. It might not surprise the listener that, A, Amy and her husband are located in the city of Seattle, and Pallet operates out of the neighboring Everett, Washington, 
tangentially, uh, Everett gained notoriety with the 1916 Everett Massacre, a.k.a. Bloody Sunday, the confrontation in which quote-unquote citizen deputies, backed by police and commercial interests, attacked and killed members of the IWW, tangent over, and B, the group behind the Charter 29 campaign called Compassion Seattle, was sued by the ACLU, Transit Riders Union, and the Seattle King County Coalition on Homelessness in an attempt to prevent the initiative from appearing on the ballot. The Charter 29 initiative would have sidestepped state regulations and effectively outlawed homeless encampments in the city of Seattle, requiring establishment of temporary housing to facilitate removal of the unhoused from all public areas. And I'm happy to report that a court ruling ultimately did prevent the initiative from appearing on Seattle's November ballot. Oh my God. Both of these people, both Patrick and Amy have such like, they have such faces is all I have. They have so much face is both of them. <laughs> it's, so it's, it's, it's insane. It's, they have so much, both of them have so much face. They're contributing writers to this. Article. They just, they just have oh, such normie faces. Anyways, Jesus Christ, this picture of this dude. Oh, and her. God, she has like a, such a her neck goes on for miles. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys. This should be the episode title Neck for Miles. <laughs> uh, so to get an idea of what Pallet offers, check out their product page at Damn it. palletshelter.com slash products. A single sixty-four square foot dwelling with no additional features. Has a starting price Wait a of five thousand five hundred. Oh, what the fuck! They, they they're these types of people. <laughs> they build these like tiny rooms, and it's yeah. like, oh, yes, thousand dollars a month, please. Oh no, no, these are these are fifty five hundred a pop for sixty four square feet, and that's fucking including sucks. nothing, like no heating, no plumbing, nothing. Yeah, some like fucking like TikTok influencer lived in one of these for like a month. While a four hundred square foot quote-unquote community room starts at $37,000. Note that I am not criticizing the quality of the product. I'm sure the shelters perform as advertised. Listeners can infer whatever they want from the information I've provided. But yes, just remember that this is who they've contracted to solve the mass cast crisis. And they're going to fleece the shit out of us. God damn it. Well... Yeah, like we had, there's a fucking, isn't like, just, just put him in a fucking hotel. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's not hard to do. Yeah, there's like a giant Marriott hotel that nobody stays in. I guarantee it. Mm. Bring him here and put him in the bajillions of luxury condos that sit empty all the time. Mm. This is why you got to do research, people. Yeah. Pallet shelters, baby. Next for miles. Next fucking miles, and she has that like haircut where one side is like shorter than the other. Ugh, chuggy shit. Anyways, what is not that we can make up this week? What is not that you can <laughs> you can make up? What is uh, that? Well, <laughs> what is? We gotta be a three piece, not... guys. We at least need three. Do okay, just do it. Anyways, well, before I tell you what can't be made up, I want to share a little personal oh, story. Can I say something? Week. Yes, I guess so. Want something? No, want something you're not quick? allowed to speak. Okay, fine. Ah! I was just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> there was a recent thing that said that the Democrats hopes that they're putting their chips behind either Mayor Pete or Kamala. So we're fucked. You know, if Mayor Pete... Wait a from- second. What do, you, what do you mean they're put? 
The, the for the next. Oh yeah, because Joe Biden already Joe said Biden like, is he's not gonna, gonna die run. before a second. Yeah, he's term. gonna die. He's not gonna run next term. <laughs> Wants to go sit in a. So we're fu- so like as a lazy boy with some ice cream with with his name on it. A lot can happen until then, folks. But 2024, uh, Noah Haley will be our president. So hey, get ready for it. <laughs> hey. And then actually, Jesus Christ, he'll, maybe he'll outlaw like porn, masturbation, and then it'll be John Carpenter's Escape from L.A. You never know. Could be. Anyways, you can't make this shit a personal story. <laughs> this is not my you can't make this shit up. This is just a personal. This is a story about a new and interesting personal experience I had this week. And Scott already knows this story. What's that? What What? This is a story of a world who probably burned (laughs) drowned the whole girl. Basically, kind of, actually, kind of. So, so uh, is this about your your? Yeah, it is the pee. It's about the pee. Oh god. Anyway, Anyway, yeah. So I've I've been taking lay uh, that pee on Jesse. I've been taking lithium for fifteen years now. You know, it wasn't my choice, but basically I was pushed into a corner and told, you're bipolar, you need to take lithium. And I was like, okay, whatever. And it probably has helped. I can't really tell half the time. But the thing about lithium is that if you take it for a long time, it starts to like eat your kidneys away. And I was told by my doctors that that would not happen until I was like middle-aged, but I've started like having problems and I had to do a bunch of blood work yesterday. And one of the things that my doctor's office asked me to do so that they could figure out like what the deal is. They were like, here's, here's a jug. You will be in this jug for 24 hours. I was like, what? Because I was actually really confused when they were explaining it to me, but they were basically like, save all your pee for 24 hours in this jug. Oh yeah. I was supposed to do that for a thyroid thing. And I forgot. I just never did it. You just didn't do it. You just like used the jug for something else. Well, I thought it would be hard because, like, I take public transit and I would have to, like, lug a giant jug filled with piss. He would have to yeah. lug a jug, a jug of yeah. piss. It's true. I, I definitely, like, appreciate the fact that I have a car and having a car made it a lot easier to do this. The end result was that, yeah, I just had this jug of piss and <laughs> my housemate. Exactly. I even left it in the car for a little while while I was, like, getting groceries, so it might have become kind of hot. My housemate and friend Cam was like, you should put it on the, you know, you should weigh it and figure out how much it weighs. <laughs> and it weighed seven pounds. Nice. Oh, piss. Seven pounds of piss. I was the proud seven owner. Pounds seven pounds of piss. piss. That should be the episode title. Yeah. <laughs> how many yeah. piss-related episode titles have we had? No, like the movie Seven Pounds. Seven pounds of piss. Of piss. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. I have a picture that I sent. I think I showed to Scott already. I can send it to you, Jesse, if you want. Yes, anyway, please send me your uh, yeah, pee that's, that's that. Related. That was that's a fucking related. Is that the weird Will Smith content. movie with the fucking stingray or whatever? Oh, you should know. It's a box jellyfish. Yep, yep, yep. That's the movie where Will Smith lets himself get killed by a jellyfish. Yep. Cool, cool. Yeah, Seven well, pounds uh, of Will Smith getting killed by a jellyfish in Sapir. Oh, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> uh, Marvin, you can't make this shit up.
it up. Can't make it. Can't make it up. Can't. I'm just gonna do a like Springsteen cover someday. Anyway, this is like not the you kind can't of thing. Make this Make this shit up. Comrade Hummer. Thank you. It's going to be. This is a thing that's a little different from the stuff I normally do, but we're looking at like the mirror site, which is like that really fuzzy tabloid in the UK just because they have some funny stuff. Oh, I saw this shit. This is freaky. This freaks me out. No, this is dope. This is freaky. It's fucking like little like fucking anime creatures come to life yeah it's great it's we were just watching a, a miyazaki movie the other night so i feel like it's, totoro yeah this is a cat totoro totoro god damn it totoro, totoro. oh my god look at his little tongue i know the best so this is a cat that has four ears only two of them work but it's very cute how do you know how do you know I'm only two at, work because i read the fucking it says article it in the fucking article bro yeah, but how do they know <laughs> How do they know? How do they know that they just they can't like hear like the whispers of like the souls around them? You know, well, maybe, maybe that's what those is. ears are for. Maybe, maybe these are the, the next evolution of cats. Oh, so what you're saying is like both pairs work, but yeah, they work but the second pair can only hear the afterlife. I get you. Yeah, in the afterlife. Oh God! Oh God! Don't start because then I'll just start listening to that song every night for like a fucking oh, month. So <laughs> too late. Too late. This is a kitty cat who lives in Turkey, and she has she's got four ears. The thing that really got me is just that she also seems to have cute. like she seems to have a permanent blip, and I think that's yeah, amazing. And I would propose that we could even consider making this second picture of her here, the album art, the, the, the album art. episode, the episode <laughs> art, because of this beautiful, like, vacant stare that she has, and she has a little blep. She's got four ears. Just all cats are beautiful. Mine is the extra set of ears. This is almost exactly what Bindi looked like as a kitten. <laughs> Just a blank stare. <laughs> well, the color and her eyes... Because the same way that like humans, when they're born, their melanin is kind of like wonky. Cats yeah, are usually are... born with eyes that are more blue than yeah is typical for adults. I do Cats, like the, I the mean... picture of it looking up with a little tool. Your eyes are big. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Either of those are pictures. I don't know. Indy also does kind of have that stare. It's like a little bit oh, for sure. looking. Yeah. I capitalize on that in the... Uh, my Cats Are Weird series. That was like the parting shot for the intro uh, montage. <laughs> you can't make this stuff I up. think my favorite of her is still the picture where she's just like sitting in your clothes pile. <laughs> staring off into sitting nothing. Sitting in the clothes pile. <laughs> she's just like, this is where I live now. She's just in her element, yeah. Yeah, she's a good girl. Sitting in clothes pile. Anyway, that's all I got for this Thank adorable you for cat. Sharing this freak marvel freak of cat over here. evolution. Four four years. Four She is a sight for years. four ears. <laughs> I wish you could see my face, the face that I made. Like I was just, <laughs> Yeah, I wish that also. <laughs> this is for you. There's no video of President Trump <laughs> at a ding dong. <laughs> 
And so what if there was? Crossing our fingers that Jesse edits out the awkwardness at the beginning of the episode. But anyways. I will also, um, it's going to be a while before this hits the main feed, but when I finished narrating State and Revolutionary Periods, I decided to narrate an article from, it was like the Spartacus League newspaper that detailed the bombings in Philadelphia, the MOVE bombings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is some seriously fucked up American history that Mm -hmm. seems like people just kind of swept it under the rug and didn't want to talk about it or think about it. Yeah, I remember the moment I found out about it. And like, I was I was quite surprised because I was like, in my late 20s. And I was like, how did I never hear about this before? Yeah, this article was written. Same thing with the, the Tulsa riots. The article was written like the week that it happened. So it was still very fresh for the author. And uh, obviously that his comrades, but look forward to that should be like, I don't know, maybe the week before Christmas or something. Oh, it'll be a little, it'll be a stocking stuffer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get ready. Fill your stockings. It's Prep that some, diaphragm. Some shit. What? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. This is a weird one, but my name is Scott. Same I'm sweaty Scott. wife on SoundCloud Bandcamp. I actually put out some new music because I'm going to, Gonna do this, gonna finish some shit. Try to get one last thing out before the end of the year. It's my name on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd. Follow me on those various platforms if you please. I don't care. Fuck you if you don't. Uh Hava, Janice, Lady. Yo, I am we are we are Janice and I am Hava. I have a website, which is called readingsbyhava.com. My name is spelled mm-hmm. C-H-A-V-A. Check it out. I do psychic yep. readings of Don't a very specific nature. His eyes uncovered. Yeah, give her, give her a book to read or an album you like to listen to and then yeah, you not, get, that, not a book. get that read. I don't know. No, I, don't know no. how to, I don't know how to do books. She doesn't know how to read. Do. I don't know. I, I can't <laughs> read kidding. <laughs> I didn't read that article earlier. I just you saw that I just saw the picture of the cat. Yeah, I didn't read an article earlier, and it led to some foibles in the episode earlier. Lol. Oi, some foibles. Well, you did read it. You just like waited to read it until we were recording. No, I did read it. I just totally forgot what it said. <laughs> oh man, that's even worse. Yeah, that's something I do all the time. Look, folks, I didn't know until like twenty minutes before we were going to record that a bunch of people weren't going to be here. So you know what. <laughs> Yeah, we tried so hard, yeah. <laughs> so, we you know, really did. Again, that's why my name is Unloved tonight, because we're unloved. No. Nobody can see that, though. Kidding, we're loved. We are loved. Well, I just told everyone, so now they know. And your name is Jesse. And my name is Jesse. <laughs> and you can oh, you my music. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you open up your wallet, you'll find a reminder that you're loved. Oh, that's sweet. What? Yeah, just do it. I dare you. Okay, buddy. <laughs> I'm Jesse, and you can find my music at soundcloud.com slash contingents. Boston, remember to comrade-rosie.org. Select that Getting Involved tab. Choose one of our mutual aid groups to donate your time, labor, and or money to because people really need your help right now. And I have a slam recommendation. What is it? Your slam recommendation for the... Oh, this one is fucking... You, you're going to like this. Your slam recommendation for the week is... I like this. The album is... Slamageddon. Yeah. Slam again. 
by the artist Gut Rectomy. Yeah, I was expecting like more of a. You're just like, haha. <laughs> Well, I already know about Gut Wreck to me. Yeah, that's the, that's the old shit. Alright, fine. Fuck you, man. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sure that when I listen back to the episode and you put I missed the old Kanye. Over. Yeah, it'll be sick. It'll be sick, yeah. People in post already know. Already know. They already know how mangled this shit was. It was mangled? Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're on uh, all the things on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Patreon at Epic Incredulity and TikTok and, and Clapper and Dapper and Slapper. I'm not going to yep. lie. I made a Clapper and with absolutely <laughs> zero effort, the first video I posted got over a thousand views huh. yeah. and like a hundred followers. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with what? the... Yeah. What is this I think like an instant ego boost? I think a lot of our followers are bots. <laughs> we should have more followers and stuff, is what I'm saying. If people are actually watching it, but then again, I did post cats, and people just drank that shit up. Yeah, oh cats. yeah, people love cats. Yeah, they want more cat content. Our, our username on there is currently dances with cakes because we can't dances change with it cats. Back. And because Carlene gave us her account and her several hundred followers, we keep getting new followers and they keep leaving us comments like, this topic is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think those are like, those are probably not sure. human beings. But, uh, not a real They're person. not human beings, folks. We don't even trust them. We don't know who they are. Somebody said, this is very interesting to hear. Such an informative <laughs> one. <laughs> That's a... Uh... That's pretty good, actually. The people that that watch my shit, I know they're real people because, like, they're describing the videos. Yeah. I love it when the cat goes cat bam. They want to play each other's paws, says Yoamarie Borgos. <laughs> See, that feels like a real comment. We've got catitude. LOL, says we got catitude. Orlando Munich. See, that's a real one, too. Oh my, hope they are okay. Heart says. Yeah, that, that feels real. Uh, we got attitude. They both look cute, period, says Joshua. What <laughs> else can you strive for but strangers telling you that your cats look cute? Yeah. On a TikTok ripoff. Yeah. Somebody replied to our. Our audiogram where Sarah was saying that she wanted food, but she didn't want to get food. And they said, everyone needs food. Yeah, everybody does. It's true. It was like, it's true. It was like food is necessary for survival. <laughs> Greetings, fellow human. Thank you, stranger. You know, but that, that bot's right. Everybody does need food to survive. <laughs> it's very insightful. You know? Potato. 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 Oh, my God. All right. That's your epoch, folks. I want to talk about happy things, I've man. Been dead inside for like forty-five minutes of us recording.
like Joe just has enough energy to carry the rest of us through. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. We miss you, Joe. We brings, love you, man. Everybody brings their own dynamic. Yeah. And when we don't have it, folks, we don't got it, folks. I don't know. It's gonna be great. I'm. We're pa- gonna be I'm, great. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be optimistic. Can't wait for shut up. Way to be. Yeah. I mean. Already took a shower. Temporarily. Optimistic. You know what I've gotten into? Drawception. I, I love that shit. What the hell is that? It's, it's great. Okay. It's what it is. <laughs> it's a video it's game? Thing, it's like picture telephone, except it's online. Yeah, it's like someone, someone, someone describes a scenario and then somebody draws it. And then yeah. somebody writes a caption for what they see and then somebody draws the caption and then somebody captions the drawing and somebody captions the caption yes no we've played the the analog version in my family for for decades (laughs) the analog version that's where you literally just take a picture a piece of paper and you like write something and then you hand it to the next person they draw a picture and they fold over the sentence and then they hand it off etc how many purple monkey dishwashers do you get (laughs) <laughs> play it in, um play it again Sam play um oh oh sound drop yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no, no. <laughs> sound drop Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's the epoch, folks. Oh, fuck. Come on.